Facebook. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another day, another week of the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm Shaylee Peters filling in today for Susan Littlefield. And our guest for this Monday is Darren Fessler, Lakefront Futures. And Darren, uh, kind of a mixed bag as far as our grain is concerned today. And we've got a lot to talk about. Of course, we've got a report coming up. Let's first just get a breakdown, though, of Monday's grain trade. Yeah, I mean, corn, it's been in this sideways trade since last October, so nothing's really changing there. Um, With the supply and demand report tomorrow, hopefully some things shake loose there. Uh, Still a lot of questions from analysts and other traders about how how good does the USA have a handle on the feed and residual number. It's really kind of throwing a dart at the board. I, I personally don't think they have a very good handle on it right now. Um, again, I think it's coming back to one. There's not really too, too many, too much news out there. I guess on the corn front to be either really bullish or really bearish. I think those are things that maybe come down later in time, especially once we start getting into the acreage, getting into the uh, you know North American production. But all in all, it, it doesn't look with what the USDA currently has. It doesn't look like we're that pressed for supplies. But you go look. You look at the basis levels. You look at the spreads. It's telling you something a little different. Now that they're USA in time, you recognize maybe we do have somewhat of a supply issue on corn, but right now it, it, it continues to be a very, very range-bound trade. If we look at the bean market, you know, you got the South American crop starting to come off. All the numbers that we're seeing here indicate a very, very good crop that's going to come on the bean side. And even from the Argentinians, very, very good conditions right now from our producer clients down there. So beans have sold off enough, probably because of one, we've had some technical damage. Two, we have we know we had a, a huge South American crop coming. And three, there's probably a little bit of concern about how how much this coronavirus is going to impact maybe the future demand. But we, if we learn from history, longer term, it doesn't have that big of impact. We still have the Chinese deal that's going to take place, and hopefully step up with their trade agreement here in the middle of February and start seeing some purchases. Now they have been buying some Brazilian purchases of late. But hopefully they come through on their on their side of their commitment. But but you know beans beaten down as much as they have been. I, I am looking for some opportunities, looking for a little bit of snapback in this market. And, and really, what it really needs to, if if we start looking at the acreage mix, um, beans probably the worst thing that happened for corn recently in the last few weeks. Being being beat beans being beat down like they have. So uh, I would anticipate beans trying maybe buy some acres here. But it's going to be a problem if, if South American continues have that good crop rolling in. You touched on it just a little bit. Let's break down that supply and demand report, though, that's coming out this week. Maybe some of your expectations, what you think you'll see from it. Yeah, the, the 1920 inning stocks right now, the trade estimate is looking for 1.85 billion bushels with a low end of that range estimate of 1.6. I don't think we're going to get anything lower than that. I don't think the USDA is probably going to move a whole heck of a lot tomorrow on any of the ending stock numbers. Um, if we look at the South American supplies, they have Brazil at one, basically a little, almost slightly under one, 101 million metric tons. That is not, uh, I think they could be using probably a little bit higher figure. Some of the other privates out there uh, are seeing a little bit higher core number. But I think some of that corn number could be how soon do they get that bean crop off to get that second corn crop coming on. Uh, right now, they got the moisture down there. Do, do they run into some weather later on? I wouldn't be surprised Brazil, just given the production on the bean side, 
that that, that that ground can probably perform just a little bit better on the corn. And on the bean side, the trade estimates looking at a 448 million bushel ending stocks number, that's going to be slightly lower than the one, uh, the four, 475 in January. And then on the Argentina side, uh, they're looking for 51.53.1 million metric tons there. Probably going to be very much in line um, with what the USDA had in January. I, I don't think it's going to be drastically higher or lower, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I think it might be just a tad bit higher. And you know, Argentina corn, 49.8 million metric tons, probably going to be about basically in line with what the USDA was thinking in January as well. So I'm again, I'm not looking for big, big shifts in what the USDA is going to say tomorrow. However, I am going to be looking at corn and what what does the what do they do with the feed and residual number again? What do they do with the ending stocks? And really, at the end of the day, what do they think, uh, you know, how do we line ourselves up when once we get to the March, you know, the March supply and demand, the March planning intentions? I think that right now, between now and the end of March, probably not going to move a whole heck of a lot. But some of these numbers could be slightly bullish. Um, I don't think right now, seasonally, you're going to see a whole lot of bearishness unless that trend really starts breaking below uh, some trend line support that we have seen uh, in that March contract. And then finally, you also did touch on this just a little bit in your open, but uh, the coronavirus continues to be talked about, Darren. How much is that coming into play, or are we seeing that fear continue to uh, come into the market at all? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the numbers coming out of China, it, it's, it, it's been wish-washy at best, and it, it's one of those things that, you know, they, they drive the headlines, the headlines will drive these markets, and, you know, the, the fear behind it, I think it's, really it gets investors and traders on edge and really if you look at the, the broader picture here you know the, the, yes some of these commodities have been beat up but if you look at over at the S&P 500 and the, the S&P futures uh, there seems not to be a very big concern about it right now I think it's if, if China can get their hog the ASF figured out under control if they get this corona virus figured out and under control I think there is going to be some better times here uh, for the U.S. producer. We're just going to have to be really patient right now until new new, com- new news comes out on the bullish side. So I think a lot of the bearishness is starting to get priced in here. And real quick here, Darren, if somebody wants to get a hold of you outside of the final bell, where can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me directly at 402-366-0423. All right. Thanks so much. Again, our guest today, Darren Fassler, Lakefront Futures. The number again to reach him, 402 366 0423. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and your local dealers. I'm Shaley Peters on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to Monday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. I'm Shaley Peters again filling in for Susan Littlefield today. Our guest here is Darren Fessler, Lakefront Futures. And Darren, Really broke down that grain trade in the first segment, uh, mixed bag there. Not too much of a different story as far as our livestock is concerned. In fact, seeing some triple-digit losses here on those live cattle. We'll talk about cattle here in just a little bit. Let's first just get an overall breakdown of today, maybe touch on the hogs as well. Yeah, we'll start on the April hogs there. I mean, we still have uh, on, on the, in the technical picture there, uh, we still have some gaps in the chart that need to be filled yet uh, onto the upside, even though the, the April hogs 
did settle down 127 today, just slightly under 65. So, you know, the, the thing there is too, I mean, there have been some, a new breakout uh, of ASF. I think that probably maybe a little bit of headline um, is probably pressuring the market a little bit, but it's been very choppy. I mean, we've had, yes, we had a decent bounce off last week's lows, but it really it, it's non-directional right here. I mean, I think the, the way that way the trade has been has been that bearish trade, but for the bulls to gather any momentum, probably back above, let's say, the 20-day exponential moving average, it, it, I think it's right now it's going to be difficult. Um, I think the bigger trade here um, in, in China's, you know, lack of protein and their needs is uh, the, really to change the hog market around, we're going to have to see some really decent exports to China. Uh, I think maybe some of this comes out in time, but I think the, the bigger problem with the hogs is just, just the overall trend direction down here. Um, so with that being said, uh, yes, there's some gaps in the chart that's obviously probably going to be a little bit bullish for some of these bulls here. But right now, if you can't get a trade back above 68, let's call it 69, I think this downward trend is going to be still intact. Now let's shift gears and talk about those cattle again. I did mention we saw some triple-digit losses here uh, in our February, April live cattle. February was down uh, a little over a dollar to one twenty thirty. April live cattle down a dollar twelve one eighteen sixty seven. Feeders were a little bit mixed though. Did see some green on the screen there. So uh, keeping that in mind with today's trade and as we look into this week, what are some of the things you're following or keeping an eye on as far as our cattle are concerned, Darren? Yeah, the, the, the beef production overall uh, is up 2% from last year. Um, if you look at the cash uh, cattle, they trade about $1, $1 lower versus last week. In Kansas, they traded $120, $121. That's down from $121 to $122 last week. Nebraska had traded $120 to $122. Again, down anywhere from $1 to $2 versus last week. Um, if, if we overall just take a look at, at the feel of the cattle market, again, it's going to be something that, the, the bulls are really going to have to start defending the 119 to 120 levels. Um, or, again, you're probably going to continue to pressure this thing down closer to that 115 level where we find some baseline support. But seasonally, this is a this is a time frame of the year where, yes, we probably should be a little bit more bullish here, but the outside pressure is going to continue to uh, uh, pressure this market here. Now, granted, um, if, if we take a look just at the short-term demand picture, um, you know, we could see a recovery bounce off here. Would not be surprising at all, at all to me here. But I think that the bearish tilt in this market, um, you know, if we look at the longer term outlook in the second half, uh, beef looks looks a little bit uh, tired here, a little bit. So again, I'm looking for a little bit of recovery in, in cattle over the longer term. But I think we we're going to have to see some some uh, support levels uh, hold here. It, it's going to be. Uh, continues in downside for these uh for these bulls here and another reminder for any of those that are looking to contact you outside of today's broadcast with the final bell darren where is the best place for them to reach you at yeah they can reach me directly at 402-366-0423 or they can check our website out lakefrontfutures.com all right, thanks so much. Our guest again today for the Monday edition of the Fontenelle Final Ballots, Darren Fassler, Lakefront Futures 
And again, you can reach them at 402-366-0423. A quick recap on those markets as we round out today's final bell. As far as our grains were concerned, March corn was down a penny and three quarters, 381 and three quarters. December corn down a half, 393 and a half. Soybeans for March up two and a quarter, 884 and a quarter. May up two and a quarter as well, 897 and a quarter. November soybeans up three quarters, 919 and a quarter. Chicago wheat for March down six and three quarters, 552. KC wheat for March unchanged, 472 and a half. July also unchanged. 485 and a quarter. Again, looking to our livestock, which Darren touched on, February live cattle were down a dollar two, one twenty thirty. April live cattle down a dollar twelve, one eighteen sixty seven. June down eighty two cents, one ten forty five. Feeders for March up fifty cents, one thirty five seventy. April up two cents, one thirty seven fifty two. May feeders down twelve cents, one thirty nine forty five. Arlene hogs for February were down ninety cents, fifty six twenty. April down a dollar. Seventeen sixty-five oh seven. Mailing hogs down forty-five cents, seventy-four forty. That is it for Monday's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Brought to you by Fontenelle and their dealers. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.